Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of Blatant Homers and Podcast, part of Crimson and Cream Machine and the SB Nation Network of Podcasts. Please make sure to uh, rate, review, subscribe, all that jazz to uh, make it easier for other people to find us out there. Uh, we are into week four of Picks Trying Not to Suck. I've got the skinny on to uh, give us, a, you know, we're going to go over our handicapping and uh, gambling picks for the week in college football uh, to review each of us, you know, picks five games every week. We tally up at the end of the season to see who wins. Pretty simple. Uh, let's go ahead and welcome Mon Skinny. What's up, man? Oh, not much. Just feeling pretty good about last week. I was going to say, yeah. Do uh, let's see here. You were you ended up four and one. You had uh, Kansas big win, Oklahoma State. They ended up covering. Washington covered. Um, Iowa State uh, covered in a hard luck loss, and then you had uh, you had Bama. That was a miss. Um, and then I had, let's see here, North Texas, that hit, Wake Forest, that hit. I had uh, Northern Illinois, that was, uh, they they got blown out by Nebraska. They were not, uh, they did not cover. West Virginia, uh, they did cover and won straight up. And then USC, uh, who obviously lost uh, to uh, BYU straight up, so uh, that was lost. So I was 3-2. and two. And you know what? The funny thing is, too, is that the USC one in particular – Man, I looked back at that. After I was like, I don't know what I was thinking, you know, because I ended up going uh, on Saturday. I ended up playing Air Force, which actually turned out pretty well. So I ended up having a pretty good weekend. But uh, yeah, that USC one kind of hurt. Anyway, um, let's see here. Why don't we go ahead and uh, just roll right in? Oh, by the way, overall, let's see here. That brings me to seven and eight on the year, and you nudged ahead by a game. To uh, eight and seven, so you are over five hundred. So I guess congratulations. Well, I think we're delivering on not chase not suck. That's true. That's true. We are exactly at five hundred. Although you're probably you're you're, what, you're losing money, right? You got to get to something like fifty three percent to uh, hit. So anyway, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, semantics. <laughs> so anyway, let's go ahead and get right into week four. It's an interesting slate of games. Um, I will let you go ahead and kick us off. What is your first pick this week? Ooh, I've got some gems this week. Okay, I, I'm, I'm taking. I'm looking at the Nebraska at Illinois game. Illinois getting 13 at home. Uh, you know, I know Illinois has been a bit of a mess. Uh, Lovey Smith taking back over the defense. Um, but actually, offensively, Illinois has been all right. And I'm still not a big, and I know, you know, I know obviously they lost uh, on a field goal last weekend uh, to uh, one of the directional Michigan schools, right? But Yeah, I have no um, idea which one. East, I think it was Eastern. But anyway, um, I, I, this is more like I'm, I'm not, still not a, a, a buyer. I, I'm buyers on Scott Frost long term, but, but still not a huge buyer on, on where it is with Nebraska now. So I'll take Illinois. Getting 13 points at home. All right, the Illini. Yeah, I don't really have – I looked at that one for a while. I don't really have a, a strong feeling one way or the other. I didn't realize that Lovey Smith had taken the defense back over. I guess that's uh, big news there around Chicago – in the Chicagoland area, I'm sure. No, no, not at all. <laughs> not, not at all. All right, okay. All right, well, my first pick is actually going to be a Thursday night game. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Tulane, lane four and a half uh, at home versus Houston. I don't know if you've paid attention to Houston's schedule so so far this year, but it's weird. Like, 
they had one game. They had obviously the Sunday night game with OU. Then they played on a Saturday. They played like Prairie View, I think, or something. Then they played on a Friday last week against Wazoo. And then they're playing this week on like on Thursday. So they've had short weeks, essentially. Even after they played on the Friday game, they've had short weeks every week. Um, you know, and, and Tulane is a, a pretty good team. I mean, just based on what I've seen out of them so far this year, Houston can't really stop anyone. And, uh, I, you know, they really gave uh, Tulane that work last year. So I, I kind of think that the green wave is going to uh, bite back here. And uh, I'll go ahead and take the four and a half and take them to uh, cover. Maybe, maybe say, uh, we'll say green wave by a touchdown. You know, Holmgren doesn't care. He didn't play. And, you know, it doesn't also seem, Houston is just one of those teams that doesn't seem like every year they have some weird, they just have weird schedules like this. I don't know if that's the product of being, you know, kind of a, a, a high mid-major, so to speak, that that's your lot in life. Yeah, I don't know, man. But like they'll have, then they'll have weird losses. Like remember they lost to UConn a couple years ago and stuff. I mean, it's a it's a strange, strange program. All right. So what is your uh, second pick this week? I'm going with another, another, you know, another one of everyone's favorites. Which is, all right, I'm looking at Tennessee at Florida, and I'm going to take Tennessee getting two touchdowns. And I know Tennessee's been a train wreck. Uh, but they, uh, you know, they got a win last weekend. Build a little bit of confidence, you know. Uh, uh, Felipe Franks, right? Felipe Franks mm-hmm. is out, you know, obviously out for the season. Uh, and, and this is more of just like I'm not a. I'll take just about anybody getting <laughs> 14 points against Florida uh, these days. So uh, um, yeah, and, and you know. Uh, I don't know. Tennessee always seems to play that Florida tough as history, playing Florida tough and, and losing in inexplicable ways. So I'll take Tennessee with the points. Yeah, I looked at that one long and hard, man. I really, I was very close to going with Tennessee also, but uh, you know, I they burned me already a couple times this year, so I I backed off. But you know, Florida. That's a uh, just a weird situation, and again, it, it, it you you kind of hit on it, but that's a team that I hate to to back, you know, with a spread that thick. Um, you got to wonder too. I mean, Jeremy Pruitt, uh, you know, for however incompetent he may be, I think he realizes how important you know stuff like being Florida is. So you never know if he really uh, put a bunch into this one trying to get that win, and uh, you know maybe reestablish some some credit with the. Uh, volunteer faithful so yeah you know i can i can definitely see where you're coming from there um i am going to uh stick in the uh sec and i'm going to take <laughs> this this one this one really hurts but i'm, I'm going to take i'm going to take vanderbilt plus 23 and a half there at home it's an early kickoff versus lsu um you know i watched some of lsu or it was kind of on while i was here um last week i did you're looking at it I just don't think I mean they they were just very sleepy, you know, kind of coming out. But they was it was just kind of mulling around, you know. I don't really like playing teams off a of bye this early in the season, but which Vanderbilt had last week, but um, you know, I think that they'll come out and and my guess this is more kind of just fading LSU as much as it is uh that I think a lot of Van, Vandy, but you know, I'll go ahead, I'll take the 23 and a half with the Commodores. 
you know, I haven't seen what that line has done this week, but it seems like a little bit of a, a, a contrarian take by you because it seems like I have a lot of, I've heard of, in general or, or read a lot of people kind of going the other way and liking, uh, oh, uh, oh, liking LSU this week, so... Yeah, I mean, I think I think it I think it has actually climbed from like twenty one to twenty three and a half. Uh, you know, like I said, this is just more kind of me thinking that that LSU is feeling like LSU is sleepwalking a little bit right now. Sure. All right, so give me pick three. All right, another another gym here. I'm looking at West Virginia going down to Lawrence. Hey, you, I'm going to go to the well again because it was good to be. Um, but this time I'm going the opposite way. Uh, West Virginia is giving four and a half. I'm sorry, giving four and yeah. a half? Yep, yeah. they're laying four and a half. Um, yep, I will, uh, I will take West Virginia. You know, they, they got the win last week over in No, no, I guess KU did too. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think both of you, you know, mentioned more about uh, their opponent last week than, than them. Um, but, you know, uh, West Virginia, Austin Kendall got a little bit of confidence. I think maybe KU's getting a little value bump because this was seven, now down to four and a half. Um, I still think KU's got a lot of issues. So I will take West Virginia minus four and a half. Yeah, how bad are those ACC teams like BC, North Carolina? I mean, like getting worked by Kansas that way, you know, it'd be a primetime game. I mean, granted, it was a Friday night, but still, man, I mean, how humiliating. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, you realize that was Kansas' first road win, what, since like 2008 or something? Like in, in like 48 tries. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I mean, you know, they. It's been such a train wreck there, and just, you know, both those teams. I mean, honestly, North Carolina State was never really even that competitive with West Virginia last week, too. That was one where I was uh, I was on the money line there on the Mountaineers, so uh, I felt, uh, you know, that was that was a nice little uh, nice little payout for me. So. Nice. Yep, yep. All right. Uh, let's see here. Number three for me, um, Another case where I'm wondering if a team's going to be kind of going through the motions, that's uh, Charlotte at Clemson. Charlotte is a 41-point underdog. Um, you know, the 49ers, that's what they're called, right, I think, the 49ers, something like that. They can score. Yeah, they. Can, I mean, they can move the ball. Now, I mean, moving the ball on Clemson and moving the ball on, like, App State are, are it's two different things, but... Um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and uh, say that they put up enough points to keep it within six touchdowns. Um, you know, Clemson's a little dinged up. You know, uh, I think that uh, you know Etienne, I believe, is dealing with kind of with a like a neck uh, kind of injury. They've also got Xavier Thomas, their star defensive end, kind of banged up. So maybe uh, Dabo takes this opportunity to get his guys healthy and uh, you know taps the brakes a little bit in the second half there. Uh, and uh, the 49ers keep it within the 42-point margin. Yeah, I think that's really kind of the play there, right, is that they, uh, you know, they start throwing in the backup early, and uh, and you get that cover. Yeah, that's kind of, that, that's my, I mean, that's my thought there. Yeah, okay. All right, so go ahead and let's move on. Pick four. All right, um, lock of the week, Michigan State. Going up to Evanston, you don't just roll into Evanston and uh, you know 
and, and makes it, you know, have things easy. So um, I'm looking at this. Now, this is more of just a I am not big on Michigan State. Um, and, and obviously coming off a, a tough walk last week. Two decent team in Arizona State, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, nine and a half points for Michigan State, I'll, I'll pretty much take the other side any day of the week. And this just seems that Northwestern just historically such a weird team where, like, teams that kind of play their style, uh, you know, especially at home, they, they seem to do pretty well. Um, now, they're not very good, but nine and a half points, I'll, I'll take my chance. Ooh. I'm going the opposite way on this one. Sparty, Ooh. I'll lay it. Nine and a half. I, I uh, you know, here's the thing. I'm with you in that the idea, I mean, it gives me heartburn just thinking of, of – you know, Mark D'Antonio's team, you know, laying nine and a half against anybody. But, man, you know, I've gone back and looked at some of what Northwestern's done so far this year, and it's bad, dude. Like, I mean, that, that offense and is bad. Play, yeah. yeah, the quarterback is really bad. Like, I mean, to me, I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking, like, how the hell is Northwestern going to score on, on uh, Michigan State? You know, I mean, I get it. Maybe there's a hangover because Michigan State had such a bad, bad loss last week. But... I don't know, man. I just don't see any way that Northwestern is is moving the ball with any kind of consistency on uh, Sparty here. Uh, you know, I I hate the idea of laying double digits, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and do it here anyway, just because I'm that down on Northwestern. I mean, this this could be like a twenty one three type game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see it. Although you never really catching Northwestern's ability to to get lucky at home. Man, I don't know. That that team is really bad. Really bad. Um, okay, pick number five. All right. Uh, I, I thought about SMU. I thought about a few games. But I, I'm looking at that UCLA going to up to Pullman. Um, now, you know, uh, Washington State getting 18 and a half. So far, I've been a little underwhelmed with Washington State, admittedly. Um, you know, watching that, that Houston game and, and seeing what OU's offense did. Mm-hmm. Grant, you know, granted, OU's offense is pretty good. The Houston versus, uh, you, know, uh, what, you know, Washington State. But, but still, I think UCLA is, is a train wreck that's, that's just going to get worse here. At least this season under Chip Kelly. Going up to Pullman, I just see that, you know, I don't see UCLA's offense putting up a ton of points uh, with that kind of line and, and quarterback play. I'll, you know, I'll take Washington State uh, laying 18 and a half. Yeah, you know, I was going to actually ask you what you thought about that last week. You know, to me, kind of the story coming out of that was that, I mean, UCLA has so many good athletes and, and talent all over the place, but. Man, I mean, they play like they just hate Chip Kelly. That's that's about the only thing that I can come up with. Yeah, and it's just tough when you have a young quarterback like that that is with a line that is so bad. Yeah. Um, you, you can't move the ball, but, yeah, I mean, they, they were done, you know, after that, oh, you were on that 99 yard touchdown that started the game, it, it was done. Yeah, yeah, it was just it was just ugly, you know. I mean, they they made a few plays here and there, but 
I don't know, for the most part, it just it strikes me that Kelly's, you know, maybe uh, lost a little bit of his motivational ability after uh, coming back from the NFL. Yeah, well, if he can just get the guy to run the wishbone, he'll be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he needs to get that guy that he had, uh, you know, recruiting all the players for him in Texas that got yeah, Oregon in right. trouble. Uh, yeah. So, all right, so there we go. So uh, that's Wazoo minus 18 and a half. Okay, uh, my last one, fifth one, is going to be, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take Ole Miss minus two and a half. Uh, the line, that line's actually crept up. Ole Miss is not good, but uh, you know it's a team that can actually put put a few points on the board here and there. Cal cannot. Uh, I mean, you know, Cal's offense is so bad; it's one of the few that I think uh, Ole Miss can actually uh, have some success against. And uh, you know, wh- you know, I was keeping track last week because I was on North Texas, and uh, I'll tell you what, man. I mean, they just they they can't throw the ball. It's it's pretty ugly there. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind too is that uh, the uh, coaching staff there at Ole Miss, uh, you know, Matt Luke brought on Rich Rod as his offensive coordinator and Mike McIntyre as his defensive coordinator. Both of those guys, uh, you know, are familiar with what Wilcox does, having seen uh, seen it in the uh, Pac-12. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, lay the points with the Rebs at home, uh, minus two and a half. So okay, so that okay, so. Just let's recap real quick. Uh, you had Illinois, right? Uh, they were getting 13 yep. and a half uh, from That's Nebraska. Right. Then you had uh, Tennessee plus 14 and a half versus Florida. Uh, West Virginia plus four and a half. These are some ugly dogs. Or no, pardon mm-hmm. me. West Virginia is uh, the favorite. They're West Virginia minus, yeah, four, and minus four and a half. You had Northwestern plus nine and a half. And then the last one was Wazoo minus 18 and a half. And then I have Tulane minus four and a half. I have Sparty minus nine and a half. I have Ole Miss minus two and a half. Vandy plus twenty three and a half, and Charlotte plus forty one. So uh, we'll see how that goes, man. Well, um, cool. Well, uh, I guess any thoughts? I guess you know we got the uh, the Fighting Irish and uh, Georgia coming up this weekend. Also, an uh, intriguing game down there in Austin between uh, Oklahoma State and Texas. Anything really jumping out at you? No, you know, and and that's actually why I celebrate games like Michigan, Wisconsin, you know, some of the bigger games. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right? Uh, in, yeah, uh, and then uh, Notre Dame, Georgia, in particular. Um, you know, obviously, I think Georgia's the the kind of bigger, better, more talented team, uh, and they're at home. But um, you know, I, I think they they win that one straight up. I, I don't think Notre Dame's going to be able to. Notre Dame hasn't run the ball very well this year so far. Um, just kind of generally, and, and kind of have to wonder if that's really going to hurt them here. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, I, you know, I um, I kind of think Georgia, I kind of think the spread's about right there. Mm-hmm. Um, for Texas, I don't know. The weird thing, you know, Gundy seems to have Texas numbers. So uh, I don't know if they, you're good enough to get the outright win, but I bet that's a close one. Yeah, that's one of the weirder kind of streaks, isn't it? The the way Oklahoma State has kind mm-hmm. of handled Texas the last few years. Um, you know, I'm going to be interested to see how Texas handles OSU's uh, offense, just because uh, you know you're obviously LSU is pretty explosive now with what they're doing. Uh, you know, just based on what we've seen so far, but so so is you, and you know, uh, you know, unlike you know. Unlike Burrow, I mean Spencer Sanders, he'll he can get out of the pocket and run. 
Um, so you know you can you'll see what that means to uh, you know how how that kind of uh, threat quarterback te- tests uh, Texas defense, which has been kind of underwhelming so far. So we'll uh, we'll see. My guess is that Texas has heard enough about uh, you know kind of the streak that OSU has that they'll they'll end up getting the win. But man, it's just weird stuff seems to happen between those two. No doubt, yeah. You know, worst week in the season, but you know, with with the OU bye week, I always say. But at least we have some good games to make up for it. Uh, unlike last week, that was brutal. Oh God, so bad, so bad. Yeah. All right. Okay, man. Well, hey. Um. So I guess we'll uh, get back together again next week and uh, run through some more picks. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Thanks again to the Skinny for joining us. Thanks to you all for joining us too. Uh, again, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, uh, you know, wherever it is that you get your podcast through Apple or Spotify, whatever, whatever that may be. Uh, thanks again for joining us and for the blatant homers and podcast. I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy.